What is going on, Internet? Welcome back to another episode of Nerdy Namicron. I'm your host, Alex, a.k.a. Snurfin. And today, joining me, of course, my two wonderful, handsome, ruggishly, roguishly good-looking motherfuckers. Hmm. <laughs> go on, go on, stop. <laughs> Ollie the Vonstrosity, what up, man? Hey, I am doing great. Good to be back for another week of this amazing show. Of course, of course. And also, we've got Ryan. I always call him the synthetic because I think that sounds cooler. What's up? Hello, hello. There he is. <laughs> and that is his cameo for the afternoon. And by yes, afternoon, goodbye, Ryan. I mean morning. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely hear that one in your voice. I was going to say, if I sound a little groggy, it's because I'm awake way ahead of where I normally would be on a Sunday that I I have off. I've demanded to run this podcast like a business now for Sunday mornings, so that's that's I know, and I don't even get anything out of it. Like, There's no incentive for me, but yet here I am. You get more more awake time to enjoy your day where you're not napping, and it's so nice out. Look out out the window. It's not napping; it's sleeping. I've I've got stuff to do today. I got to do laundry. I've got to go to Costco, do a Costco run because those are fun. I actually do enjoy those. So that's not yeah. as much yeah. of a <laughs> that's not like... actually as much of a chore as I'm making it sound. <laughs> <out. laughs> oh man, I love that place way too much. Like yeah. way. Yeah, too they much. should make like a theme, a Costco theme park. That'd be fucking fantastic. <laughs> oh. It would, yeah. Just oh no! Imagine, please um, go go on. I would like to hear your version of a Costco theme park. Oh, it would be exactly <laughs> it would be exactly like how it is in Idiocracy, the movie, where they're just like, "Oh, I know where a time machine is," and then you go, and then there's like a, it's the size of fucking Texas, and there's like everything in there, and there's a little you know little rides, a time machine, a little train station, what have you, to bring you to all the cool areas of Costco. It could it could be a very interactive Costco. And no matter where you go, there's always a Costco food vendor. Yeah, exactly. Like there, so you can they always have get a wa- your soft serve and hot dogs. Yeah, and there would be a water park in there where right beside it they sold all the swimsuits and whatnot, and <laughs> and just capitalize on like, oh look, look what you can do if you buy this product. Costco, you can contact me for uh, royalties. Royalties. You think Costco is going to give us a sponsor? Oh, me. I, I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm in this deal. <laughs> Look, if we haven't been able to land landmark cinemas, I don't think Costco's going to be. Not yet, at least. But once they hear that we got Costco, yeah, they'll be all over us. Oh, now it's we. Before now, it was now you, it's now me. it's we. Well, I can't handle both Costco and landmark cinemas, so I will need to, to hire a little bit of help here and there. Hire? That's right. That requires money. You got all that money, money bags? Well, you'll ask Costco for a, a check, part part of a check. It won't Why am I money. doing? You're the one who's talking about being I don't know, man. Costco, and now you're, I'm you're, doing all the work? <laughs> yeah, you're the one that wants to be in on this deal. So Ryan, I think we need a new co-host, brother. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So recently there was this thing called Summer Game Fest. <laughs> And it was a whole weekend of fun. 
awesomeness, joy, and a little bit of disappointment. We'll get to that disappointment because I've got a hot take on one of the most anticipated games of now 2023. And we'll get there. Um, Now, I watched the Jeff Keighley Summer Game Fest that happened on that Friday. And that was pretty cool. And then that following Sunday, I was able to watch, not till later, of course, because I had to work because I'm an adult. Um, I then watched the Bethesda and Microsoft conference, and that was fucking awesome. Like, really fucking awesome. I didn't catch any of the extras. Like, I didn't catch any of the... I heard Nintendo had a direct in the last couple of weeks or something. I didn't watch the PlayStation State of Play uh, mostly because, well, I don't really care for PlayStation. Um, yeah, so I mean, even that. even owning a PlayStation, I was more excited about the Xbox Bethesda showcase <laughs> and, the, and the rest of Summer Games Fest. I wasn't so... The state of plays are, are not really worth my time, but the Xbox showcase is for sure. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff coming our way. A couple of standouts from that uh, that summer game fest, and I had to open up a fucking page here so I could remember everything. Thank you, ADHD, mm. for consuming media but not remembering a damn thing about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the coolest takeaways for me, anyway, is that Callisto Protocol. Oh, have you fuck guys yeah. seen this? Uh, how have you not been seeing this? I am pretty stoked because it's from the, the ex-developers um, of the Dead Space series. What studio was that that got dissolved once EA bought them? Monolith? Visceral. Visceral, that's it. Yeah, Visceral Games. And um, yeah, it was kind of shitty what EA did. They bought them after Dead Space 3, and then they were just like, yeah, we're dissolving you guys. And so well, they went and made that's their own the EA, studio. That's the EA way, sir. Yeah, oh, I know. So, um, if so, you're listening, EA, fuck you. So yeah, what's the Callisto Protocol Studio now? Um, I'm not certain what they're called. Give me a second. Let's see if yeah, I can I'm find gonna it. Google it too because I'm really curious. Uh, Striking Distance Studios. Yes. Is that it? Striking yes, Distance it Studios. Okay. So um, uh, originally when P- they first announced Callisto Protocol was in the works, um. They said something about it being in the same universe as Player Unknown Battlegrounds, PUBG, and people were like, "Well, how does that work? Because it's like a Dead Space game, it, like taking place in space. How would it be in the same universe?" And I believe they've since retconned that, or like got like reneged on that. Good for them, because the right why word. would you want to associate with PUBG? That game I is assume, hot trash. I assume it had something to do with helping them advertise it. It was some kind of deal, I'm sure. I doubt it would actually ever cross over in any capacity other than maybe like a map in PUBG set in it. If they do that, I don't know. I've never played PUBG. Um, you don't but, have to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm like I'm pretty stoked for Callisto Protocol. That's coming out, what, like December 2nd or something like that? And um, it just <clears throat> it, it looks pretty fantastic. Um, I hope they do all the things they wanted to do with Dead Space in, in that game um, and and more. It looks like they're bringing back a lot of the same Dead Space kind of concepts with the health bar being on your back, it being third-person view. Um, it basically is a spiritual successor to Dead Space. It's seriously um, brutal fucking combat, man. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of guessing the story has something to do with them testing on inmates uh, with some kind of I don't know, like mutagenic thing. Um, and you're just an inmate <coughs> that's like Excuse trying to survive well. it all and and whatnot. Um, and I think I heard that the original um, setting for Dead Space was that it was a a prison set on a moon. So they're finally going with that setting. So I'm hoping that the devs are like happy with with it, what they're doing and that it means that we'll get like a really, really good game. Um, did you guys play any of the Dead Space games or at least watch them? I played, I played the first one. Yeah, I was going to say I played the first one. I cleared it. I cleared like 98% of it all in one night. All in one oh, shot. wow damn um it was extremely gripping and i was actually i didn't ever own the game i was playing at a friend's house oh, and then yeah. just ran out of time to finish it and then uh and then that was that the last thing i remember but i know i got beyond it was like when you're in the cannons and you got to shoot the uh the fucking meteors um it's like like way late in the game. Yeah, like that's what I want to say. It must be late in the game because it's been a while since I played the first one. What I remember the most is is getting on and off the train and being surprised by fucking necromorphs. And whatnot, I was gonna but... say what I remember most is shitting my pants every ten minutes with all those goddamn yeah. jump scares <laughs> and like well crafted too. Like it wasn't most like you, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes you can just. You can just feel when they're going to do something, and so it's not as impactful when it happens. Um, yeah. Both in games and in movies. Like, you can always just feel that point of tension where you're like, well, something's definitely coming in the next, like, 10 seconds. And for me, Dead Space negated a lot of that. And, yeah, like, I didn't, really, I didn't always catch it. Yeah. No, it really kept you on your toes. I think there's a certain part of the first game. Or it might have been the second game, but you you are so used to things coming out of vents on your left and right in the in the hallways that you you're kind of looking to your left and right, and then all of a sudden something drops from the fucking ceiling and like grabs you <laughs> and dangles you, and you gotta like shoot at things as you're like trying to get out of it and whatnot. And yeah, like it it, it does keep you on your toes. And then the second game they kind of made it a little bit more action oriented because. Um, there was definitely a, like a lot more, um, uh, I would say like cannon fodder kind of enemies. Whereas in the first game, most of it was necromorphs. And then you eventually got to the, I don't know if they had a slightly different name or whatever, but they were like the black necromorphs where you couldn't kill them unless you severed their limbs first uh, mm. or and then crushed them on the ground. Whereas the other ones you could kill just by impaling them with stasis or, or kinesis or whatever they called it. Um, and then the third game, a lot of people really didn't like that one, but I personally liked it. I thought they all kind of like developed the, the gameplay a little bit in a good direction, but that's just me. But I, I liked the trilogy and I'm really looking forward to Callisto Protocol, especially if it can capture, because I think the first two games for me were definitely like the best. So if it can capture that uh, feeling, then, oh, I would fucking love that. And then not to mention that um, EA is redeveloping Dead Space or doing a remake. And, I mean, depending how that goes, I might pick that up too. Um, 
but we'll see. Definitely Callisto Protocol. Yeah, definitely Callisto Protocol. Um, what else was going on there? Like, it was a pretty... Uh, well, the showcase was... itself was, was, I felt, a little weak or a little rushed. Um, but yeah, what they showed was pretty good. Well, I mean, it was technically the longest-running Xbox Bethesda showcase they've had yet. Not that one. Oh, I mean the, I mean yeah, the, the Jeff games. Keighley Summer yeah, Game Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I personally wasn't too interested in a lot of what they announced. Like, like it's Callisto Protocol, and then like maybe one other game that I can't remember off the top of my head seemed kind of interesting. Um, well, there was like Stormgate, which is that new RTS from Frost Giant Studios, which is a whole bunch of people that left old Blizzard and formed their own studio. Oh yeah, and that looks like kind of cool. I feel like there's three studios that have cropped up because of old Blizzard <laughs> devs or something. Well, you know, I'm hoping now that Microsoft has acquired them, maybe everybody might merge back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, probably fat chance of that because there was they just did an internal investigation in the whole allegations that was going on, and they found no wrongdoing for, from their higher ups. So uh, unless Xbox really Microsoft really steps in and just fucking does more than slap some people on the wrist, I I doubt Blizzard is going to be all that. What all do you mean great. higher ups have no wrongdoing? Bobby Kotick fucking sent a death threat. Yeah, I know, but they did an internal investigation. They did an internal investigation, and they found that there was no wrongdoing by by any of their developers or or whatever, which is complete bullshit. That's basically like, you know, like you need you need some third party that that doesn't have a bias to investigate these things because if if you investigate your own shit, then obviously you're not going to want to find yourself at fault, especially if you're really guilty of like. I'm pretty serious so right. yeah it, it is pretty bullshit but i doubt anyone's going back to blizzard and i think blizzard's gonna struggle and they're gonna rely on either remakes or just porting everything to console for the next little while i doubt we're gonna get any huge aside from diablo 4 and uh overwatch 2 i doubt we're gonna get any big big new stuff from Blizzard no, for the next and while. Blizzard's already in some heat with that launch of Diablo Immortal. Oh yeah, yet they still got twenty four million dollars <clears throat> in like the first week from that game releasing. So not surprised, but I to lay it out for lesson. for everybody out there, if you want to fully kit out your character in this so called RPG, it will cost you one hundred and twenty thousand dollars US if you're in the US, which means if you convert that to Canadian, you're looking closer to three hundred thousand dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. How I think fucked I, is that? I know. I think I, I think I read somewhere that some streamer put ten thousand dollars down on like I can't, I don't know what it was, some loot box thing, and then he didn't even get a single legendary item out of it, out of ten thousand dollars. <laughs> like, Pardon me. I'm honestly not surprised. Like that is that is the most egregious predatory practice. Yeah, especially like, that's, that's worse than Star Wars. Fucking when when what was it when? Uh, what's that Star Wars game from EA called? Oh, uh, Battlefront, Battlefront Two. Where Battlefront Vader... Two? That whole fiasco. Yeah. That's worse than that shit. Oh yeah, especially when you consider <clears throat> that the majority of 
sales from mobile games are because kids steal their parents' credit cards. Or people just have spending problems. Yeah, gambling addictions, basically, because Mm. it's just, yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 really predatory. I, I agree with that. Um, and plus, it was just I, I had to watch that video again when they when they announced the next Diablo game um, at whatever E three that was. Was it like 2018, 2019? And people were so fucking stoked when they put Diablo up on the screen. And then the oh, guy comes out. That was out. BlizzCon. Was that BlizzCon? Okay. Yeah. And the and the guy comes out and was like, "Well, we would like to bring it to mobile and just crickets." It was right. so awkward. He like he unclasped his hands and like he just didn't know what to say. <laughs> right. Oh my and god. Like, so and then cringe. like when it, in the middle of the backlash, he's like, "You guys all have phones, don't you?" It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Nobody <laughs> wants this. No, nobody. Nobody wanted exactly. a Diablo mobile game that you're gonna fucking charge people out the ass for. Like, fuck you, straight up. Yeah. I played a, the demo version on PC. And I'll tell you, it's not really impressive at all. Oh, really? They they actually it have looks it ported cool. to PC or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It looks cool, but it doesn't play cool. It plays like garbage, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I bet that's yeah. the kind of game where like pointing and clicking takes up the entirety of your screen. Well, you don't I, even I have to point and click. Oh, really? Yeah, you Is can it... W you can WASD with that shit. Oh, oh! I guess more so when you're actually playing on the phone, though. Um, it is set up in a way where there is a virtual joystick. Oh, and then I'm sure you could get like the Razer Kitchi or whatever it's called. That. Yeah, you the Kishi yeah. or the uh, you can get a oh, what's the other one? The Backbone. Yeah, yeah, those kind of controllers. I think you can <clears throat> even hook up your Xbox controller if you have a USB C to USB C and play games that way on your phone. Yeah, if you have the dongle, I imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no one wanted that. But at least now they're doing a Diablo 4. Um, but. Well, I mean, they back then it was still in development. They were still working on it. They just didn't want to announce it. And then they ended up having to announce it because everybody was so turned about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Diablo Immortal. What a fucking shit show. I couldn't believe the gull on that guy. You all have phones, don't you? Fuck off, bro. <laughs> yeah. Eat yep. shit. Um, get, getting back to Summer Games Fest, Aliens Dark Descent was another title that piqued my interest because it looked, and nothing confirmed, but it looked... Oh, no, hold on as I'm reading through it. Not single player no i was hoping it'd be fucking multiplayer it looks like it could be a good couch co-op because it looks like a uh, twin stick set oh, in the aliens a, universe it's a bird's eye view top down twin stick yeah shooter. oh that's yeah, cool yeah, yeah. yeah those but kinds it's... of games would absolutely be more fun if it was multiplayer like right. the, i think the last twin stick shooter i played was the the call of duty black ops one was oh like it? The, zombies the zombies arcade yeah, Zombies Arcade. Yeah, that's not it actually was not half bad. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, with I know, that. yeah, it wasn't half bad. That's right. Um, um, yeah, squad based single player action game, like completely missed opportunity there. Yeah, because this game does look dope. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, we also got to see what Modern Warfare Two, which I can't wait for. They if it's definitely anything, like 
they like definitely it, like took out that uh that no russian mission for sure <laughs> yeah but i guarantee they'll put something in just as equally as awesome yeah yeah <laughs> Um, I won't lie. The the folks over at Finity Ward have been doing a bang up job lately with their Call of Duty games. Uh, and like, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare is a game that got me back into Call of Duty because I was done, man. I was so fucking done. Like you I'm mean like, it's the same game year after year. You mean the Modern Warfare uh, remaster they did, or like the original? No, 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 the one they Modern did in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Not a remaster. Um, remake. I suppose. Yeah, it was a remake. Put that. Yeah. Did they change a um, lot of the story with it? Oh, like a junk ton of it. Like there. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> it's like a whole new thing. Hmm. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to Modern Warfare Two, and I know not everybody shares my opinion on Call of Duty, i.e., Ryan. <clears throat> True. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for me, I've slept on Call of Duty since like Infinity War, or like what was even before that. Like Black Ops Three was probably the last Call of Duty that, like, yeah, I, I maybe played a little bit. Black Ops yeah, Three. I can't even Dude, remember. Infinity War was or Infinite Warfare or whatever the fuck yeah, that one was called. Yeah, Infinite Warfare. I think. Yeah, with, with Kevin with, Spacey. So- no, that was that was advanced uh, warfare. Advanced Never mind, warfare. advanced warfare. That's probably the last one that I touched. Then, and the only um, reason I bought that game was because Kevin Spacey was in it, <laughs> and then he turned out to be um, a diddler. Well, turned out to, to, <laughs> the diddler. The diddler. <laughs> yeah. Ah, fucking Kevin Spacey, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like shortly after that when all that stuff started happening too, wasn't it? Yeah, like it was around after. The, it was like a like a year it, after that game release as well. It was when shit. it was like after season three of like House of Cards. Cards, yeah, where they kicked them out of the last season of the show and then they just ended it or something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I heard the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two is going to have a forge mode. That's the rumor right now. That they're adding like a, Forge. Like, like you like can make, make a map. Yeah, make your own map. Well, it would be before Halo gets theirs released. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, not, and, and not to mention, like the last shooter game that had custom-made maps that you could do was like Far Cry 5, because they got rid of that in Far Cry 6. You couldn't make custom oh, maps in man. Far Cry 6. But it was like, but Far Cry 5's custom multiplayer maps were not worth playing. No. They I were think, so bad. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's just, it left kind of a hole in the market for it, because there are people who like to play shooter games and make their own missions and things like that. So Oh I, yeah, like, but I the think... difference was that for Far Cry, they made it so that you would essentially select a map the size of that map, and then those would become multiplayer maps based on the number of likes that they would get after the game. And yeah. 90% of them were absolute garbage, because the multiplayer mode that you were playing all of this in was a deathmatch-style battle royale with, like, uh. 20 people in a lobby. And you just die and respawn over and over until somebody hit the like free for all point limit. It was yeah. actually the worst multiplayer experience I have ever seen in modern games. Huh. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot, a lot of game franchises tried to capitalize on on the hype with battle royales, 
Like, I remember Dying Light made a Battle Royale spin-off game. And it was yeah. called, like, Bad Blood. Oh, yeah. And it was in, like, pre-production for, like, three years. And then when it finally released, you couldn't get a full lobby, I heard. And then, like, they just scrapped the game altogether. Like, it's out, but they're never updating it again. And I don't think you can, like, log into any of the servers. They just, like, straight up, like, canceled it. Um, Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure there's other ones that's out weird. there. But it's, like, Fortnite and PUBG are, like, the longest living ones. And then now there's, like, Apex and... Uh, um, what was that other one that, that got really popular because people were saying it was basically Halo but with portals and um oh splitgate's not the splitgate's an arena multiplayer shooter yeah it's not a but, battle royale oh okay but apparently that one died too um yeah arena yeah. or i mean or well, when halo came out games. everybody went to halo so splitgate yeah. is in my opinion the better of the two games but it just it, it's still like a beta yeah still and... a, an open beta so they're just updating it and like playing around with modes playing around with like movement tech and all of that and every yeah. couple of weeks the game is almost unrecognizable from the last time you played it but it's oh fun. really that's kind of crazy because I, I i i read somewhere that halo's um multiplayer um like average in terms of people playing it at any one time like dropped like 80 percent after like a month of the game being out um yeah so halo is hemorrhaging players and fans like left and right and they cannot get forge or split screen co-op out fast enough seriously <laughs> i mean those things are gonna hopefully make a big difference for the for that game but at this yeah. point i kind of don't think it will because the problems that people are having are a lot to do with the progression a lot to do with the microtransactions, and a lot to do with the battle pass system that they just seem to not want to fix mm -hmm. Yeah, and the only the, the game is decent enough. Like it, it's fun to play. I don't mind the competitive ladder, to be honest. It's actually all right. It's just the fact that every game ends and you get fifty XP, and that's it. Yeah, and you're well, actually capped yeah. on the amount of XP you get per day. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's a really stupid fucking thing. Because the the thing that I remember having the most fun with when they introduced a progression system in Halo Reach. Um, well, I mean, they had a progression system since, like, Halo 2 or 3, but in Halo Reach, they really ramped it up because you could customize your armor and unlock armors, and you could get, like, pestilence and flame and, and right. like, a, like, your helmet on fire. And that was really sick because you would have the credit system, and you could do all these challenges to unlock it, and, like, you could actually see your rewards add up over time. And then in Halo Infinite, they're just like, yeah, fuck all that. We want it to be more like Halo 3. But what people didn't understand about bringing Halo back to its roots is they wanted it to go back to its roots in terms of gameplay. They didn't want it to go back to like bare bones multiplayer like Halo 1 and 2 was, where like it was really just a deathmatch or capture the flag. Like I don't even think Griffball was a thing till Halo three it was an update in halo three because red um yeah it was rooster teeth that invented the game and made it popular and yeah so they owe the community and their their development over time you know a lot of credit and then they just like scrapped all that and went back to like nothing like why like whose decision was that that's just the stupidest yeah. decision 
I agree. And they're also in the works of making some kind of battle royale that's apparently scheduled to release before their Forge mode. Oh, Why? really? They they yeah, announced I, uh... they announced way back ago, like five years ago, that they weren't doing a battle royale with Halo. But I guess you <laughs> yeah, know money talks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they they like they they got to know that they're not even going to bring in any sort of like new player base for more than a couple of days. Like they, as soon as this mode yeah. drops, you know that they're going to pay off a bunch of Twitch streamers to play it for like an eight-hour stream. And then yeah, I'll get a couple 100%. of like those can I be followers one of those guys? from those streamers. Yeah, can right. I get some of that. Can I get some of that Can I get some of that three four three money? <laughs> hey, look, I don't really like battle royales, but if you're paying good enough money to have me stream it, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I can be I can be bought with the right amount of money. I have no integrity, <laughs> sir. What the fuck's wrong with you? And uh, and and there was a rumor that. That 343 is in that they're developing a spin off, a Halo spin off right now, whether that's like an ODST or a Marine or what Look, have you. 343 but, is a fucking spin off. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they literally made that studio after Bungie was out with Halo to just, and then they tried to, to, to grief a lot of the Bungie devs to stay with Halo, but a lot of the Bungie devs were like, I've done Halo my entire career. I want to do something different. So, and then they made Destiny. And then they made Destiny. That's right. Um, yeah. 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 Poor Halo. Poor. But uh, how did we even Halo. get here? From uh, how did we even get here from the games show? From Call of Duty. Oh, from Call of Duty. That's right. Because you know, from so Call of Duty stems everything else. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I forget Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two that had the. Because they had multiplayer, they had single player, and then they had the co-op malt like what spec was ops. that? Spec ops. That was it. I remember playing the Juggernaut one, and that one was fucking scary. <laughs> I don't remember a whole lot about them to be honest. <laughs> Those modes were awesome. I love yeah, the well, there was models. there was like the highest difficulty you could play on. Would you just basically be up against Juggernauts like the whole time? I remember yeah, playing. Well, it was this also one. a round based thing. Like if you got to like round, I think ten, fifteen, and twenty five. It would spawn okay. different amounts of juggernauts per to round. Deal with my pups one sec. Yeah, that's fair. And I think uh, I think thirty was. Cause I'm pretty sure in Modern Warfare three it was the same, but I think round thirty it just ended. Like if you beat that round, you just beat the game mode. Yeah, and then wasn't there also? There was also like just mission based ones where it's like get from point A to point B, right? Like they had a few different like options because i think i remember the one that i played was um you were snipers and ghillie suits and you were basically trying to get across like a battlefield that was just filled with like shipping containers and whatnot like a grassy field and oh then at yeah one... i know the map you're talking about yeah and then at one point you just hear the music of a juggernaut and if you didn't snipe him from afar fast enough he totally fuck your shit up because all you had was was the um the knife pistol combo as your secondary um i think that was uh i think that was a custom game uh no you're thinking of you're thinking of michael myers or something like that like that people would play in their custom games where you were a ghillie suit and you would just go up and knife people and then like yeah it was kind of like like halo's zombies um custom game it did have that kind of mode in modern warfare 2 where it was like 
the, if you were the last person alive, you would be granted a juggernaut suit, but until then, you were just a regular person. Yeah, I know, but but this was like an actual Spec Ops mission where where you were sniping just like regular and trying to get from point A to point B, but then when the Juggernaut came out, mm. especially on the higher difficulty, you would have to like kill him and and sometimes there would be like two, I think, two Juggernauts spawning at the same time, and it was like oh, really shit. challenging. And I think wasn't it also like Battlefield Three that came out around the time Modern Warfare Two came out, and that also had like a Spec Ops. Um, missions with it and yeah that was like i don't really know i didn't play yeah, it on battlefield 3 it was I like believe last it was battlefield gen 3. at that time yeah and it didn't really do so well because i think they only had like three of those spec ops missions in battlefield 3 and i remember one of them you had to like flashbang people in a bus or something like that or you were hiding in a bus and they would flashbang you like 24 7 and it was just like a really hard mission can't really remember but um yeah it was it was something hmm. like that and that was kind of the fad back then and i guess now it's like battle royales <laughs> or arena style um uh, games so it's kind of interesting to see how the times have changed so i'm curious if modern warfare 2 is doing anything unique aside from this rumored <laughs> no. forge mode i would say no I yeah. as a, as a fan, I also would say probably not. Um, I think we'll you know, just get another big Warzone update, another yep. big sandbox multiplayer update, and that'll right. be it. And then a huge influx of of new awesome weapons. Yeah. I don't think so. I think we're gonna see more or less all the same weapons that we've had in the last three Modern Warfare games. That's ridiculous as well as like a, a mixture a new, of the black ops games but like a, the last three cod games have been more or less all the same weapons they just work a little differently because the games run on different engines i mean yeah. there have been some shared weapons but i don't know if i would call them all the same weapons i mean there are many that are very different name three okay uh we'll go with um let's do no stop man machine guns. prove wrong <laughs> damn ryan's got facts to back himself up i mean they both have what they both I have an a... avid call of duty hater oliver yes wait yes, he is. me or you sorry no i am ryan i'm, I'm, I'm pretty neutral not like call of duty i'm pretty <laughs> neutral when it comes to call of duty like i'm not gonna go out of my way to buy it but i'd play it if if one seemed good enough or if it was on sale which never happens so i don't really buy them um yeah I, I don't know it would have to really impress me to buy a call of duty at this point because i am i'm pretty call of duty out i i think i have franchise fatigue with that same with battlefield it's just been way too many battlefields that um have just that nobody asked for yeah like the last good battlefield was was <laughs> battlefield 3 and then like a four. bit of, a bit of yeah a bit of battlefield 4 was also really good but 3 for me was peak 3 and bad company 2 were peak battlefield really i think 4 was because that's when we finally got like the big multiplayer fight <clears throat> and that just like it changed the game for me as opposed to a 12v12 mode like battlefield 3 was yeah i mean it wasn't bad i, think... I just and I guess it kind of improved. I can't remember. I think it was Battlefield 3 that had the issue with if you were someone just buying the game and you wanted to learn how to or, or at least upgrade your 
your fighter jet capabilities or your helicopter capabilities, you'd get shot out of the air immediately because you didn't have flares. Everyone had um, rocket launchers at that point, and everyone who was already in the air with a fighter jet would just shoot you down immediately, and it just stopped being fun. And I think Battlefield 4 fixed that a little bit, but I can't remember exactly what it was that they improved it. They just changed all of the customization to cosmetic for the vehicles. So they would all came standard with flares, rockets, uh, machine guns, like whatever. Um, So it was at least balanced from the get-go. But at that point, it just, it came down to skill checks, which I personally liked about Battlefield 4. Yeah. like you had a, a skill ceiling that you could hit in any vehicle or with any gun um, and to just learning the way that the maps would play. Like, you know, that, you guys remember that one map? I think it was called the Siege of Shanghai, the one that they the always... The big tower that falls over? Yeah. Yeah. And in either spawn side, there were like these subway stations and yep. you could use like C4 on pillars to blow them up and trap vehicles down there. Like blow up the floor under a tank and just trap him down in the subway station. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Like, most of the maps had stuff like that, where you could use the destructibility of it to your advantage in order to, like, block off or make new pathways. Yeah. But that's, like, a lot of those reasons is why I think that the franchise peaked at Battlefield 4, is just because they, they did it so much better than seemingly any of the other games. Like, even Battlefield 1 was super lackluster in what you could do with the environment compared to Battlefield 4, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Given it was like a three or four year gap in between. And the two then I games. remember Battlefield 1 had the issue where there was certain maps where if you if you just put your players in certain concentrations of the map, it was that game mode where it was like the progression one where you would you would storm the first area and then once you push the enemy back you would then storm the second area and then onto the third and mm-hmm. there was this one map in particular which was like along a shoreline and if you were the team storming along the shoreline and the team defending the shoreline and then there was a castle in the third area or something like that and then there was a bit of you know obviously like water tactics too that was really really difficult to push people back and like nine times out of ten the defenders would be the ones that won the game so the balance wasn't very good in Battlefield 1, I remember. Yeah, that was a lot to do with the, the maps and, like, also those <clears> big, <throat> like, uh, those lost streak things that you would get. The big, like the, big uh, the boat that would kind of oh, yeah. just hide off the edge of the map and you could just absolutely bombard islands at a time or the big blimp that would just hover around point by point. Oh man, those didn't last very long when they hit the field. I found in most games that I played, more often than not, the behemoth got destroyed in the first five minutes. Oh yeah, that one went down quick. <clears throat> the big tank and the boat normally took a little bit longer, especially the boat because of how far out it was. If yeah. you're, um, like, if whoever was flying the planes and stuff, if they weren't actually going focusing on the boat, it was probably going to be up the entire match. Yeah, I was the kind of guy that went looking for the tank gewehr suit, and then I would just post up. Oh, I, I was that the <laughs> was that the Italian? Um, uh, no, it was one camp- of the 
it was one of the uh the, like the pickups on the map because you could pick up different fucking like i don't remember what they were called but they're like additional classes they were they like, had like yes. one had like armor with like a fucking double submachine gun you could mow people down the other one had yeah armor that was fucking one of them was the one from the campaign where you're playing in the Italian Alps and you just have the suit of armor and you're just like mowing people down, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then the yeah. tank gewehr is like you pick up this rifle, it's an anti-tank gun. But you could also anti-personnel with it because it was one shot to anywhere on the body and this thing had no drop-off. It also didn't have a scope, so you had to be good with your irons, but it had zero drop-off. It was basically a head scan. Damn. <clears throat> I couldn't imagine um, being shot with that. Like I have so many plays where I've taken out tanks, boats, planes, people. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I It was like my favorite thing to get. Whenever it would pop up, I'd immediately get to it as quickly as humanly possible and like try to fight my teammates for it because I wanted it so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dude, it was dope. It was, like, the coolest thing. Yeah, and then I didn't But you I had to play... be prone to use it. You couldn't... Or you had to... You had a bipod, so you either had to be prone yeah. or you had to be leaned up against it. Uh, oh, I think I remember that, that gun. then. Yeah, and then I, I didn't play any of Battlefield Five. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys did, but I just remember the controversy with how they strayed away from being, like, realistic in it. And so people boycotted it or something it's a fucking video game there's no need to be realistic especially there's no need especially since i am personally really really bored of shooter games that just take place in world war one and two like can we get the fuck away from it right yeah it's done it's done leave it alone yeah that's why i was so stoked for um 2042 2042 yeah. And then they just we all were, really Ollie. shit the bed with that. Everybody was so stoked for this. Everybody was like, holy shit, finally another modern fucking battlefield. We're going to get something awesome. And then they had their beta, and their beta was a bit lackluster and also kind of buggy. And then the game launched, and it was just a fucking mess. Yeah. Now, I don't have a powerful rig. I only run a 1070 for now. Um, and even on low... I was still having graphical issues. Yeah, it was just I, chugging away. I hear people with like twenty sixties are, are having issues. Um, yeah, it's still not optimized. <clears throat> the The maps are apparently like so empty, and it takes forever to run into somebody. Or it'll be the opposite, and everyone will just be in like one area, and the rest of the map will be empty. And like, it's not very well balanced. It seems okay now. I've been playing recently. Oh, um, really? Yeah, like they fixed a lot of, not all the issues, but they fixed a lot of the issues. It's actually enjoyable to play now. Huh. I, w- I wonder um, if I wonder if the game will ever make like any kind of a comeback. If no, if they're too working little, on too it. late. Yeah, too little, too I feel late. like they've already lost the initial hype, and no one's going to go to it because I don't. I never really remembered um being into the spin-off battlefield hardline where it was like, hardline was awesome yeah but i i don't know it just didn't it just didn't like interest me wasn't it like um bank cops rob- and robbers man cops and robbers or something like that yeah that game was fucking sweet hotwire was the best game the best game you got points by driving around 
in cars. You, you are a very to... small minority, my friend. Yeah, well, yeah, I feel like that's you just hard. hate fucking everything. So there's that. Well, this, this, is, this isn't even me. This isn't even me. This is an extremely common opinion that most people did not like that game at all. Yeah, well, those people are wrong, Ryan. They're all I wrong. Think... I think the only good cops and robbers game mode I've ever played was the Grand Theft Auto 4 cops and robbers game where it was just fucking havoc and everyone was just shooting and, and doing drive-bys and everything. Eh, fuck and Grand Theft fun. Auto. But Grand Theft Auto 4 was actually, like, good. Like, hey, I cousin, like you want to go bowling? Grand Theft Auto 4, for me, was peak Grand Theft Auto multiplayer. I think 5 just, I don't know. It, it didn't really draw me into it at all. Mm. I mean, I think the heists are cool in GTA Five, but outside of those, which I think there's only like four of them in the game, outside yeah. of those, I think that the multiplayer looks a little goofy and like it's yeah. just open world multiplayer, but you can either turn on or off whether you want to take damage from other players. Yeah, for me, the reason why I like GTA 4 so much was because I felt the uh, the ragdoll physics was a bit more grounded. Whereas in GTA 5, it feels more like, I don't know, like Fortnite-y. And Grand Theft Auto 4, I remember <laughs> like you could crash your car into a railing and fly out. Sorry? What does that mean? What do you mean? <laughs> what well, it's is, just what it, is Fortnitey about GTA Five? It, it it's it's the perspective. It's like it it's a little further back than third person, and oh, you mean like the over the shoulder camera? Yeah, and and then and then plus GTA Four had this like physics that you can't do in GTA Five. I don't think where like if you crash your car into a railing on a bridge, your guy would actually fly out the front windshield. And you'd kind of just like, ah, and then like stumble and, and like, I don't know. And then GTA 5, it didn't really, I don't know. It just, it feels different and I can't really pinpoint what's different about it. I just think GTA 4 had more gravity and by, and I think I literally mean gravity and GTA 5 just feels a little bit more like loose. I don't know. Okay. A little it more just... realistic perhaps. No, I would say GTA 4's was more realistic. GTA 5, that's what I mean by Fortnite. You think is it just flying feels... ragdoll out of a windshield for about 50 feet after crashing into a rail is realistic? Yes. Like, that would absolutely happen. <laughs> and then ragdolling all over the ground and losing, like, maybe 10 health and getting up and walking no, it I... off. That's realistic. No, but that's what that's what will happen in, like, GTA 5. Like, I just... I don't know, like, just GTA 4 had a more grounded reality ragdoll physics than GTA 5 did. Like GTA I will 5, tell you what I the best Grand Theft Auto was game was. Probably San Andreas. No, or Liberty Sleeping City. Dogs. Oh, Sleeping Dogs? Oh, I mean, I thought we were going Rockstar Grand Theft Auto, but yes, yeah, Sleeping you, Dogs you is a good game. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting for a sequel, but I think that studio dissolved didn't they? Oh, yeah, I don't think we're getting a sequel. Got... I'm still waiting for the movie that we're supposed to get, starring my boy Donnie Yen as Wei Shen. Was that ever confirmed that he was starring? It's on Wei his Shen? IMDb. Because the guy who literally voiced Wei Shen is the guy in um, Altered Carbon. He's the Asian guy. Yeah, I know. And, like, why wouldn't they just use him? 
I guess Donnie Yen attracts. Does a that guy have audience. proper martial arts training? Because Donnie Yen can kick anyone's ass. I mean, yeah, probably that's another major difference between the two actors. But either way, like a Sleeping Dogs movie would be cool. Like I, I want to see Justice for Jackie. Justice for Jackie. I mean, like he makes it through three quarters of the game, so like. Yeah, that's true. You but knew, I don't know. You knew he had to die. He's the motivation. I didn't. I didn't know that though. That's what made it so horrible. And like the way he died too <clears throat> was just like worse. But if they did a Sleeping Dogs movie, I'd want like a John Wick series of it, not just one-off movie. Like that would I be a series don't that I. That's I'd... gonna be a. Be really. A thing. Like, but I'm just saying, if they did do it, I, I, like, I don't think one movie would do it justice because it's just such a good um, setting and characters that I like. I, I suppose, really think... but I mean, like, there's not much to the story you can really tell. You can you can wrap that all up in like three hours. Mm, I think that, yeah, but like that's the same thing with John Wick. Somebody shot his dog and like. They've done three movies about it, you know, like they could do anything they wanted with sequels. Yeah, but John Wick isn't just about a man who lost his dog in the last remaining bastion of, of memory to his late wife. It's about a hitman who got out and they took that from him and now he's forced back in and now he's pissed. But isn't that exactly what Wei Shen's character is? He got out of the triads and now he's back in the triads because the cops put him there. And he's supposed to be like undercover, but then he well, gets caught up in the world again. I don't think he was in the triads to begin with. I'm pretty certain he grew up in the same areas and knows everybody. And then Maybe moved to America, like that. became yeah. a cop, and then became a cop in Hong Kong. Yeah. And now but, does gang infiltrations because he grew up with these 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 types, right? But but still, I don't. I, I I think there's enough similarities that I could see them do like a bunch of sequels with with it. Outside of the game plot, I don't know. Yeah, but write more plot. You gonna write no more write plot anything? to write. <laughs> it ended perfectly. Yeah, but that's never stopped anyone from making sequels to things before. I suppose, but I feel like an IP like that, I don't know. I don't think you can do that story more than once. No, yeah, maybe not. But at at the very least, I feel like there's enough in the game to make like at least two movies off of. I, don't I know. suppose. Anyways, getting back to Summer Game Fest because we have derailed so fucking far since Call of yep. Duty. It's not funny. As we all of always do. Yeah. Yeah. And you're the one who's pressed for time. So, and you're the one who's doing all the derailing. I mean, I'm not that pressed for time, but yeah. <laughs> it's all your fault, Holly. Thank you. Um, one thing that really caught my attention that I am so fucking stoked for and by stoked, I mean obsessed. It's going to be my new obsession come fourth quarter this year when it releases an early access on Epic Games. Shout out to Epic Games, fan of the show, Witchfire. Yay. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Explain uh, it to me because I, I miss w- this one. Witchfire is a first person shooter, but it is also a roguelite. 
You love um, your roguelites these I days. I do love my roguelites, and if you've seen fucking gameplay of this, you would also love it too. Um, quite certain it's going to be multiplayer. Um, and it's like you play like this. I think you're technically a priest of some kind. Yeah. And you've been given authority by the authoritative priesthood to uh, learn this pagan magic that gives you all these fucking abilities and you're trying to stop, um, well, a witch from pretty much destroying the world. And you're fighting her minions of demonic undead creatures and shit. And like the guns are cool. They're like these weird imbued, almost old timey weapons. So there's like a six shooter. And then there's like a proper six shooter that you can like fan the hammer and shit with. Um, machine guns, shotguns, but they're all like imbued with fucking holy fire or whatever. And then you've got magic abilities. You can freeze people, shoot fireballs and stuff. Like it looks crazy. Like it looks absolutely crazy. And I am obsessed. I'm super stoked for this game. I'm not sure if, uh, <clears throat> or is that the one like in the trailer that they show? Um, it's like an old Victorian style and the dude walks through like a big portal uh, holding like a shotgun or something or like an old like snub nose. Is that that no. one? No. Okay. I don't know what I'm thinking of then, but it was another I don't know, but last time, game. Last time like we talked cool. about it, you also had a hard time remembering what it was. Um, yeah. Let me see if I can, I'll find you a, a still or something. Oh yeah, I just Googled it and it, it looks it kind of reminds me of something between like Hunt Showdown and um, what's the one that's like Doom, but it's like Japanese. Is it Shadow Warrior? That's Shadow like that? Warrior. Yeah, it make, it reminds me of a mix of Shadow Warrior and Hunt Showdown. In terms of like the setting and aesthetics and everything like that and gameplay, it does look mm. interesting. But there, just dropped an image in uh, Discord there. Was it uh, Summer's Game? Are you sure this is a different game? Yeah. What the fuck was that game then that I was thinking of? Because it looks almost identical in the style of weapons. I'm not certain. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But was it it Summer Games Fest that uh, did the Midnight Suns trailer as well? Yeah, uh, well, I think the Midnight Suns trailer came out before Summer Game Fest. Yeah, okay, okay, never mind. Uh, but they did have, um, they did have a trailer and a, and a, a, well, not like a look at it. I guess it was just a trailer because there, no gameplay has been shown yet. We've just but seen yeah. stills of the game. Supposed to be like one of those, like uh, it's like a card game or whatever, where like you. Well, it's like well, it's more XCOM because games. it's Fire Axis that's that's making it, which is the developers of XCOM, um, okay. and or at least the rebooted XCOM. I don't know if they were the original XCOM developers, um, but uh, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be like Gears Tactics XCOM kind of style. Or what's but that as one? a Phoenix deck building, yeah, and it'll have a deck building element to it, which I'm curious about. So I'd like to see gameplay, but um, I like these kind of games. My only issue with these kind of games is that I take a long time to play them because they're just so like slow paced and strategic that 
even though it's a 20 hour campaign it'll take me like 30 40 hours to beat the game so i still haven't beaten phoenix point i haven't beaten xcom 2 and i haven't beaten gears tactics so i'm adding yet another one of these games to my library that i'm like never gonna beat in like four years but i still like playing them like i beat xcom the first xcom like twice and i've yet to play the xcom expansion that um adds like double double the amount to it for both xcom 1 and 2 so oh man maybe sure. one day but but that's what i'm looking forward to the most that came out a, around that time in terms of trailer. <clears throat> really it's actually one of the games that i didn't care for at all and it, mostly because of the style i'm just not a fan of that style like you said i think it's too slow paced for me if I wanted to play a strategy game, I'd play something more along the lines of like StarCraft. See, and I've played StarCraft 1 and 2 before, and the only part of StarCraft that I actually liked was the StarCraft tower defense custom game that that kind of started the whole Boo. genre. I don't know. That was like the only part of StarCraft that I actually enjoyed. That is Everything too fast. Multiplayer is really enjoyable. Good. That kind of RTS. Is very good. Like Age of Empires, I like I couldn't I I can't play those games. They, they happen too fast for me. By the time I've built like three buildings, I'm already being bombarded by the enemy in multiplayer. But I mean, yeah, that, sound, that sounds about right. But like, <laughs> I mean, the one it, I... like a lot of it is uh, that is just learning how to play the game. I would yeah. say, and like I'm just figuring very slow out what your keys are. Yeah, but... I'm just a very slow learner when it when it comes to games like that that uses hotkeys. Or like Diablo, where you can have all these abilities hotkeyed. I like I suck at them so bad. <laughs> but I, I would like to give Diablo four a chance, and Diablo three is on sale right now for a pretty decent price. So I might I might pick that up. But yeah, but we'll see. Diablo three is on sale. Yeah, there's a showcase sale on the Xbox Store right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, I find the uh, the console version of that game is actually fantastic. Okay, that's what I was wondering too. Is like. Because it's PC primarily, and I can't imagine, you know, it, it's like a whole different level than The Witcher no, 3 had. Their port hotkeys. was amazing. Um, I think it's the right stick. It's like a, it's a dodge stick. So every character oh, okay. gets, a, gets a dodge or a, or a backup or whatever. Um, and it's fantastic because it feels more like an action RPG than it does like a feels more hack and slashy than than it does on pc um, on pc because pc is point and click right yeah well i i tried giving um what is it pillars of eternity a try that's a whole other ball game i know and there's like in in the middle of like a battle you can like pause the game and then do even more with the characters and tell them what to do but that game is like a whole nother level. Like I cannot strategize that much, but I want to like the game because it does look very good, like story wise and everything. And like, I'd I like say that. Pillars it's... of Eternity is, is cool, but I'd say if you want to play a game like that, that's a little more enjoyable. Divinity, Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, that's the one that me and Ryan played on your PC that one time, right? Yeah. With the multiplayer. Yeah. Okay. That looks decent. And so does, it kind of reminds me of, um, of the original Fallout games. I don't know if you, you guys ever played any of them, Fallout 1, 2, or Tactics. I have not. Back um, then, those games were not on my radar. In fact, I despised them. Okay. 
Yeah, I got into them a little bit when I was a huge fan of like Fallout 3 and New Vegas, and I got like halfway through Fallout 1, but if you play the games wrong, or at least Fallout 1 wrong, then you kind of fuck up your entire game, and you have to restart from the beginning. Because you have like a timer, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, um, uh, what is that Capcom game with the zombies, where like, you're timed for all the missions, and if you don't pick up the missions fast enough, then like, you run out of time, and people Dead die, rising. or whatever. Dead Rising, that's it. It's kind of like that, but with the main campaign. You have three days to get water to your vault. And if you don't do it fast enough, then your vault dies. And I could never figure out... I'm sure if I followed, you know, guides and whatnot, I could figure it out. But I would just, like, try traveling, and I'd go to um, this one city that's, like, known to have just be full of ghouls or whatever, and I'd just get, like, fucked over. And it'd basically be, like, Oregon Trail. Like, oh, everyone in your party fucking died. And, like, shit. But, your Oregon Trail. Thank you. But... Yeah. Anyways, I'm kind of interested in those kinds of slower um, RTSs that are more turn-based, not so much the the ones where you can't pause time when you do your move, because I, I can't think fast enough to do that. You gotta train your brain, sir. I know, I know. I'm weak. Hey, you said it, not me. Oh. Um, the next coolest thing... <laughs> the next coolest thing... That I remember seeing, and I know Ryan can speak to this game because he has it, is that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Oh. Did you end up buying that, Ryan? I did. And then did you then see that they released it on Game Pass? I, I also did, yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is it not on Game Pass? Because I'd love to couch co-op that game. That looks really fun. It looks like a lot of fun. I just thought I'd throw a little shade Ryan's way. That's all. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was a little. I mean, I didn't even see until the next day that it was on. I didn't Games even Pass. know they were doing that. Me either. I had absolutely no idea. But uh, I bought it for like, it was I think forty three or no, it was thirty six dollars originally, and, and then they Steam was running off. this like ten percent discount for it. So I got it for like twenty six bucks or something. Um, and honestly, it's pretty fun. I, I already beat it once, um, and uh, I've played maybe like three and a half hours. Uh, so it's a pretty short game, but it's meant to be replayed, and like you, you're yeah. supposed to go back and beat all the challenges. Well, I heard it's got like seven endings. Stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. it has multiple endings, so you can actually play it over and over again. And then isn't but there like it... six playable characters? Uh, seven actually. Seven. Uh, so oh, seven. A, a, as far as I know, so you have like obviously your four turtles. Yeah. Uh, you can play as Master Splinter and April, and then yeah. when you beat the game for the first time, you can play as Casey Jones. Oh no way! Okay. Um, but Steven then Amelia again, himself. like I don't know if you unlock more characters for beating the game in different ways or getting Who? more uh, like endings or whatever. Because I've only gotten half of the total achievements of the game. Oh wow, that's still a lot for just like three hours of playing. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, He's the one who and played I Casey did Jones like... in the second live-action movie. Who? You know, oh. he's he's Green Arrow in the Arrowverse TV show. He's he's Oliver Queen. He played. Like, he played. Casey oh, Jones in the see, in the live my brain, my brain went back to the movies from the nineties. Oh, yeah. No. And I'm like, that was Elias Cotias, but that's fine. 
and then I, I realized no that, that, uh, that he played. I mean, I I don't know if I've even seen the second of those new movies. I don't the, remember the as much as the first Ninja one. Turtles movies. Yeah, the second one is where they introduced the two. Um, uh, what are they? The characters that have the the pig with the mohawk, and then Bebop and Rocksteady. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut everybody off. I was just like, who the fuck is Stephen Amell? What are you talking about? Because uh, you were but, talking about new TMNT when I don't even process that they exist because they weren't great. Yeah, and I think, honestly, like Will Arnett was like the main character of the second movie, I remember. Unless I'm remembering that wrong, but I just remember Will he's Arnett having like... the camera, right? Yeah, he well, a, yeah, yeah, he's a camera guy. He's part of April O'Neil's crew. Uh, yeah, crew, rather. but I remember him having like the biggest role in the movie, which I was like, that's very weird for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I don't know. I just remember he oh, had like way too many, way too much screen time relative to the other characters. Well, there was apparently a lot of issues in that regard, even to like crediting the actors. Um, the the four guys that played the Ninja Turtles and like did the mocap and did the voice acting for them didn't even get credited on on like the title. They they were really? put just like in with the rest of the uh, like the cast of people that you would never see. The ones that were doing all the behind the scenes stuff. That sucks. And their names were put in there, even though they're literally the main characters. And instead, they threw Megan Fox's name, obviously. Yeah. And then, um, what was that other guy? The camera guy? What did you Will say? Was? Yeah. Fellow and, uh, like, the, those were the two forefront names on the original movie. And, uh, there was a big yeah. lawsuit, um, from one of the, uh, one of the guys, I think he played Raphael. Uh, and he, he was from, um, previously he was, uh, from blue mountain state. Uh, that's where most people knew him from. Um, but are you talking about the guy a... who plays Hawk in um, Titans? The guy who's playing Jack Reacher right now on Amazon Prime? The blonde dude? Is that the same guy? He I wonder. Fad in, because uh, he's the only one I know Blue from Blue Mountain State. State that became famous. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I think that is him. I didn't really recognize it. Like, he looks a lot, like, way older in, uh, in that Reacher movie. Or show, yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't even recognize on. that was him, but yeah, I think you're right. But he apparently had like some kind of uh, legal issues with a Michael Bay's team after the fact because they just like they didn't even credit them. They didn't use the actual actors for the turtles in any of their PR that they did for the movies. Like, it was kind of ridiculous what they did to these uh, these four dudes. Yeah, that's really dumb. That's that's like the same kind of thing with like how voice acting isn't real acting, and they shouldn't be paid as much as actors. But now mm-hmm. there's like mocap involved with it, and obviously there are some very good voice actors out there. And I just and and same with stunt um, men on movies and TV is like they need more recognition. Like they're just as much important, um, you know than the actual actors who portray the characters because not when you're henry cavill my man does his own stunts he don't need no stunt man okay but that's that's another controversy in and of itself i there is like i don't know how how big of a divide it is but there is a divide between between stunt people who like actors who do their own stunts and and i should say it's probably more so that there are stunt people out there who prefer 
um, not to um, be out of work because somebody does their own stunts. Um, like, I know that was the big issue with, like, people like Jackie Chan or whoever else that would do their own stunts. It would basically put stunt people out of a job. Um, because well, Jackie they... Chan was a stuntman before he became who he is. He was a porn star before he became who he is, technically. If you go he far enough He was in back... one fucking movie. <laughs> and I don't even know if that's even properly confirmed. But yeah, he, was, no, but... he was a stuntman. That's, that's, that's how yeah. he got his start in yeah, that's true. Hong Kong film. But but I know that that is like a thing that people debate about in Hollywood. Um, probably not that often, but you hear about it every now and then that like, well, I disagree with them doing their own stunts because the stuntman is basically there to do it. But all they do is like walk them through what they're going to do or something. And, and yeah, so. Hey, they still get paid. So what does it matter? I mean, I guess, but I don't also, know. Also, if you don't want to be, if you want to be sidestepped by, by an actor then maybe you should learn some acting. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's that, but like, you still need stuntmen, right? Yeah, and you will always need stunt people. You need stunt people for not even real stunts. Like, there, there's like, they use stunt folk for like, scenes yeah. where people are walking up and down stairs for fuck's sakes. Like, I know. They're used for all kinds yeah. of different shit that's, well, that's I, not I think... just action I think that's that you're thinking more of a stand-in. I think that's more stand-in stuff where you don't see the actor's face. There's just somebody talking to them, and you see the back of their head in the shot. That's a stand-in. It's almost never the actor that actually plays the character there because they're off taking a break somewhere or whatever, what have you. And then um, uh, what was I going to say? Anyways, yeah. Either way, stunt folk... I know it sucks when actors start doing their own shit, but maybe start acting. Well, I mean, there are two famous ones, right? Like, um, fuck, why am I blanking on his name? The guy who played Meagle. Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Yeah, he's technically a stunt guy. Um, and then so is Ray Park, is his name? Who played yeah, Snake Eyes and Maul? Yeah. Yeah. So there are people that he's do a pretty it. Big, uh, pretty big stunt actor. But he's also yeah, not like a very big actor actor. Yeah. Like he usually just plays quiet characters or something, right? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Get out there. Do more. Don't just fucking Honestly. be upset. I mean, Ray that... Park is like he has actually done a lot of stuff, especially for the character of Maul. Like he's even done fan-made movies like fan-made star wars movies where he plays maul and does his own stunts and those are pretty cool but he's just like i think he's just a big fan of the character to be honest mm. I, yeah, I think you not be darth maul's like one of the most iconic me. fucking Sith. darth maul is easily one of the best characters in star wars there, but um... before we go too far again on our tangent here i wanted to talk about uh a specific hot take that we had uh, had been made, brought to our attention at the top of the show here. Oh, we haven't even gotten to Microsoft and Bethesda yet. Oh, yeah, so. I know. But we can get into it. Yeah, we can get into it because I don't really have much to say about any of the other stuff. Like, Redfall looks fantastic, and I don't know if there was anything else in Summer Games Fest that um, interested me at all. Like, I, don't I definitely don't think there was much that no. caught my eye, to be honest. 
No, like, like um, very, very few things. Even some of these games that you guys have been talking about are just like not things that I'm overly interested in. That one yeah. game I think you were talking about earlier, or we were talking about before, was called Nightingale. Oh, the one that Ryan was uh, thinking about the portal. Yeah. Oh no, I think maybe that one was uh, Metal Hellsinger. Okay, oh, what's Nightingale? Sure. What was it, like, Nightingale's I looked at a bunch of images from Witchfire, and it like the guns are almost identical to what I'm talking about from that trailer that I saw. Like there was this one still that I scrolled down to a little further in just like the Google images section. And it was almost the exact same revolver that was showed in that other trailer. So unless they have like identical styles, then which I guess is possible because it doesn't sound like they're too drastically different in terms of uh, gameplay. Like that? Uh, I mean, this is a lot less <laughs> detailed. This is a lot less detailed than what that other game, the, the trailer that I had saw was. It's like, especially just the gun design. How does, how does the trailer start? Uh, oh, man. Um, it's kind of just like, it's like this dude in a top hat, uh, and like, and monocle. like a black suit <laughs> and he's just in this like graveyard looking place. That's it's like lit as if it's daytime, but the sun isn't like all the way up in the sky. It's like, I don't know, maybe setting or something. It's a little bit darker, but, um, and then it's like this, this narrating voice talking, to the audience uh and like a wall break kind of thing and then it shows this like portal open in an archway and the dude steps through it with a pickaxe and then you get a bunch of scenes of him using like uh victorian era guns like shotguns and revolvers and stuff that are from that time period uh mm -hmm. and that's basically it that's interesting. Like all so like, the trailer shows. Maybe a maybe a video game version of Wild <clears throat> Wild West with Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Um, right Could off the be. hop, definitely different than than this game. But I I'm trying to remember what it is. Yeah, I definitely thinking of know of these. Because this trailer opens up of of like the character just like inspecting their gun and then dark clouds roll in with red lightning and then you turn around and a whole bunch of people spawn out of a, like a fire fucking a fire hmm. portal. I'm um, not sure. I'll have to go and find the trailer at some point. Yeah. Okay, let's move let's move into to Bethesda then since we're Yeah. Yeah, I think we've milked this enough. I mean, as I went I was going through the list, I was like, "No, I'm pretty certain that uh that's more or less what I wanted to talk about anyway um the summer games fest i will go ahead and say was a weak show the bethesda microsoft conference however was probably the coolest fucking show um that happened that weekend only because it was very little advertising very little people talking and all fucking gameplay trailers 
Yeah, I, I like that, to be honest. There was maybe, like, a handful of trailers that I was like, I don't know what this game is going to play like, because they didn't show gameplay, but for the most part, they showed gameplay, which was nice. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, opening with Redfall was a smart choice, and then I did, <clears throat> pardon me, I did say that we would see Redfall and fucking... Starfield. Starfield gameplay, regardless of them being delayed. And they have been delayed till 2023, which fucking <laughs> sucks. That could be anywhere from six months to a year and a half from now. Uh, I think they're slated for Q1, so early 2023. Okay, so by like mm. March, maybe? Possible. That would be nice. I wouldn't mind that. To be honest, I don't know. That like, worries me a little bit, especially with what we saw from Starfield. Like Redfall, not so much. I, I'm happy that we're getting that one in uh, in Q1, but Starfield did not look like it was ready for a release date that soon. I don't know. I think it did. I like. I think people are just expecting Bethesda to like fully upgrade their stuff to look like I don't know. Uh, uh, what, what's that game? Red Dead Redemption Two level graphics and whatever. But I think the heart of Bethesda games is the gameplay, not the graphics. So I think it looks pretty on par. I mean, yes, it would have been nice to see, like, you know, a big increase in terms of quality of what we see. But to me, it looks like a Fallout set in space. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, that like, and that's not my gripe with it either, though. It has nothing to do with the way that it, it physically looks. Okay. Because to me, the issue with the game is that it looks fucking barren. It looks empty as hell. Yep. Well, and that's, that's like that. That's it. That's all of my issue with the game. I think aside from that, it has a lot of very cool ideas. It has a lot of potential for sure, but it just doesn't look like they're delivering on half of what they said. Like they no they Man's said something Sky like what a thousand barren. worlds. Well, exactly, and like <laughs> to me, it looks like yeah. it's just going to be that, <laughs> but with more aggressive enemy types. Yeah. Like, aside from that, you're still mining for resources to be able to build, upgrade, or sell things to buy ships and equipment. Yeah, um, but... It's probably going to be straightforward systems for all of those things where you have maybe, like, 20 different weapons that you can put five different types of mods on, and that's all that you get for customization. But that's what Fallout New Vegas had, and that was a great game, and I loved it. <laughs> Ten and years Fallout ago. New Vegas... Yeah, but, but still, like, okay. It's but... like, like to me, I, I'm just saying that it's the same reason that stuff like Skyrim doesn't necessarily hold up today. And it was an absolutely fantastic game and groundbreaking for its time, undoubtedly. And to this day, I still enjoy playing it. And same with the Fallout games. But they, this game just doesn't look like they improved enough to make me think that it's more than just a DLC for Fallout 4 That's... that adds, like... 10 times the amount of space with nothing in it. That's literally my issue with 90% of Nintendo games, though. Is, like, Mario. Like, how many Mario games have we had come out that are realistically just DLCs to, like, other Mario games? Yeah, but and those Mario games sell gangbusters. So do Bethesda games. And, well, the though. thing of those is that most of them are still extremely well-received anyway. Like, that... The more yeah, recent true. one that came out, that like Bowser's uh, Revenge or something, I don't remember what it was called. Uh, it came out like last year, I'm pretty sure. 
and it really was just like a, a, an extended DLC of a game, but it was released as a full game. And it wasn't one of the best, but people still loved it. They still thought it was extremely fun in the same way that like the Miles Morales Spider-Man game is kind of just a DLC, but it's still a fun game on its own. Right, but when you pivot back to what is Bethesda, their track record lately has not been great. Well, Fallout 76 was 100% a corporate push. It was, Pete Hines was against it, Todd Howard was against it, it was corporate that pushed Fallout 76 because they wanted to capitalize. Be that as it may, left a bad taste in everyone's mouth. I know, yeah, 100%. Let's also not pretend that before that, ESO was one of their more recent releases, and that game in its entire lifespan has never been well received. Yeah, well, no. except that it still has millions and millions of players. Yeah, like it's, it's yeah, but it's like the same thing as Destiny, where it's just a gameplay loop, and once you get caught in it, you're caught in it. But to me, it just it it lacks the lively fun of Destiny, which is why I don't think it's nearly as good as uh, as an MMO type game. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know because... I mean, I've given it a solid couple of tries with a good number of hours put into the game, and I just oh, couldn't find any enjoyment. As have I. And the thing thing for me is I was expecting Skyrim with friends, and that's not what I was delivered. You know, like... Yeah. And they kind of, they kind of sort of in the beginning marketed it that way, that it's pretty much going to be like Skyrim, but with all your buddies. And when it played a little bit too much, like an MMO and not enough like an RPG um, or like a, like a sword I'm looking for multiplayer RPG. Like a, yeah. Fuck me. I mean, Why to me it just kind of so, felt like an so, over the shoulder uh, world of Warcraft that wasn't like, well, right. And uh, like designed you, you could to play first person, strings. but it wasn't worth playing in first person. It wasn't, the animations yeah. weren't great. And but the I, abilities like, were so the same with and, Skyrim first person in a lot of ways. Now that there is uh, an over the shoulder camera that they have uh, since thrown in, but it, it's like you 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 can't tell depth perception. It's really hard to judge the actual combat strikes because it's such like straightforward combat: either block or take the hit, and then hit back kind of stuff. And they've never changed their systems. Yeah, I'll, I've spent maybe like half an hour with Elder Scrolls Online. I played like you start in the the underworld or whatever you are, and it didn't really capture me, so I just gave up on it. But I felt the same way about Destiny. Like Destiny didn't really capture me at all. I played mm-hmm. a bit of World of Warcraft Online for like a few years when I was younger too. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like that's natural. If you have an RPG single player game and you make that multiplayer it just naturally becomes that like an mmorpg like it the like i don't know what other way you guys wanted it to play out well like that's that is what i wanted for that type of game i wanted it to be an mmorpg but, but it's, i also it's just the it way to... that it plays like right, it's just not I... it's just not there's, fun. there's no freedom there's no freedom yeah. like in also skyrim that. You can't play the way you want to play. You're shoehorned into, at the beginning, what was four classes. Mm-hmm. And though there are different ways to play those classes, they were more or less the same. The only thing that differentiates them is you can either spec your class to be mana-based or stamina-based. Yeah. yeah. And in ESO, it made a big difference. Like You, you could spec either way, 
but one of those two ways was an absolute detriment to everybody on your team. So you really couldn't. You you only had the one like meta tree per character type of thing. And if you went off and tried to build your own stuff, you were actually just holding everyone else back. Oh, so it's more like balancing issues really held it back. Right. Mm. It felt like okay. it, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wish DSO was better. but it's... Yeah, but... Bethesda, their multiplayer games for sure have never interested <clears throat> me. Um, like, I played Fallout 76 when it first came out for, I don't know, maybe like 15 hours I did. Just because Ooh, I love Fallout so much. <laughs> I know, I know. I love Fallout so much. Um, I played 15 hours of it, and it was it was the the stuttering frames. Like, that kind of game <laughs> that's multiplayer, you cannot play that with 30 FPS. Like, that's got to be a 60 <laughs> FPS game. And I don't think yeah. they've ever updated the FPS. I, I think it's still 30 FPS. And I have no idea how people have played it for five years at 30 FPS. I could be Even wrong. Even on though. PC? Even on maybe not on pc but i have it on xbox so um yeah but you've I'm got a, sure. you've, you've got a fucking series x man that should be 60 frames yeah i don't think they've i mean it, maybe they have since then but i don't think they've ever updated it to uh next gen consoles so i don't think it's 60 fps and i don't think they've updated the graphics fix since it's come out they've probably just fixed the stuttering frames but it like the game is fine but it's all the worst parts of fallout 4 and then you don't really have NPCs to interact with, so it wasn't really an RPG. It was like an open-world, empty Fallout 4 where it was just build your own base. And, you know, at least the one benefit they had was that you could build your base near whatever mission you wanted to do, so that if you died, you would just kind of respawn, like, 10 meters away. And you didn't... Uh, like, not that that really made a big difference because normally in a single player you could just go back to your last save and whatever but but yeah it, it didn't really have much to go for it but <clears> since <throat> then i know they've added npcs after like people enough people beat the game where you where you battle the giant bat creature or something that sure. they they added way more to it so i might give it another chance in the future but i don't know i'm looking for forward to another single player bethesda um rpg that improves on fallout 4 like i think fallout 4 took a step back it took like two steps forward one steps back like they did the voice protagonist so it wasn't really good role playing anymore because you were kind of stuck being these two characters and then they took away the good dialogues where you could read everything you were saying and you would be like no and then your answer would be like fuck no i'm killing everybody and it's like, whoa, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to do that in the mission. And then the other part was mm -hmm. that like like 30% of the map was empty and you had to base build for it to be something there. And I was like, <laughs> that is so cheap. Like you're basically telling players to make the content for the game themselves, but then you're not giving them anything to do with that other than Preston telling you, oh, another base needs your help or, you know, just doing trade routes. And like that wasn't right. enough to to make those interesting. So for me, the game had maybe like twenty hours worth of like playable content, and then once you beat that, it was garbage. And I never and came back to it. Like now that you say stuff like that, that's kind of how I feel about this Starfield release. Like I think it's going to be a lot of that. Like I think the oh. ship, 
that you get is going to essentially work as your hub. Wherever you go, it'll be a save spot, and you'll just respawn there. Um, it'll essentially be your base where you'll be able to maybe customize, like, one thing. You'll be able to display, like, certain weapons in specific areas of the base. Maybe have, like, a few different, like, chests laying around in also very specific places. I think yeah. you're only going to be able to customize the outside of the ship. That's what Outer Worlds purely be cosmetic. Too. Yeah. I think you can customize everything about the ship. In Outer Worlds? No, there's like nothing you can customize about it. You can Not get... Outer Worlds, in oh. Starfield. Oh, yeah. In I thought Starfield... the only thing they showed was changing the, the cosmetics on the outside of it. No, they it also mentioned it... you can do the inside too. Yeah, it changes okay. the outside. It changes the entire layout. You have... I've been looking up like breakdowns on on the Starfield subreddit that people have been mm -hmm. screenshotting and analyzing and whatever, just because I'm curious and I'm hyped for the game. But um, there's three levels of your ship. You can have a three-story ship, um, and uh, it seems like there's a lot more to it than than that. But um, and you can hire your own crew and have them do other things. And then with the thousand planets thing, I'm a hundred percent. I can guarantee you it's going to be like there's maybe five planets that I bet you have stuff to do on them and the rest of them mm -hmm. are going to be empty and I guarantee you they're empty just because they're going to make the modding community very big and they're just going to be like, hey, modders, do you want to add like Skyrim on this planet or, or like Tamriel on this planet mm -hmm. or like here's here's a Fallout planet and like so I don't know if you guys knew of the Tale of Two Wastelands mod for PC where it merged Fallout 3 and New Vegas, and you could just fast travel to either one, but you'd play both games in one go. Mm -hmm. I bet it's just going to be like that for the modding community, where every planet, oh, do you want like a Mass Effect kind of thing here? Like, you can mod that in. And I think that's what it's going to be. But And I don't even... mind that, but I think that's too much. Like, if that is their intention, to leave a whole bunch of just blank worlds for this purpose, then what's even the point of advertising that you have them? Yeah, well, my thinking, my theory on that is that, okay, you know how they said that um, New Atlantis is on the planet of this or whatever, and then they said that there's like four main cities in the game, and then there's probably going to be a bunch of different settlements. I think mm -hmm. those are going to be procedurally generated where they are. So I think it's going to, because they said at any point in the, in the campaign, you could go out of your way to other places and start the story from there. And I think that's what they mean is that, sure, maybe there's a locked-in planet that is the hub world for one or two of the factions. But I think the other factions, like the Crimson Fleet, which is the pirates, they're probably going to have randomly procedurally generated bases all across different planets in the universe. And it's going to be like Mass Effect, where you kind of have to like fast travel to that solar system and then scan the planets to then like know what's on them and i think it's going to be something more like mm -hmm. that so it's at least going to get you to explore like 20 percent of the planets during your time in the campaign and then you could probably set your base up but one thing i really hope they do and this is like the complete opposite of what i wanted with fallout 4 was the base building is i see the potential for end game content where you can make your own empire across different planets or moons and whatever, and and I don't know, do something with that, where it's just a little bit more right. involved than just base building and getting your trade routes built. 
I, I hope that you can actually fight factions or something like that, and I think that would be kind of cool. So I, I see right now that like there's still a little bit of stuff they can surprise us with in the game, but at the very least, on paper, they've said that the game has 140,000 lines of dialogue, um, which is 30,000 lines more than Fallout 4 had, and Fallout 4 had a lot of it being your main protagonist voice. Um, so it's already bigger than than Fallout 4 in terms of just campaign um, and side missions. And it just, to me, looks like a space Fallout. So I have very low Which expectations for it. And problem and, I have with it. And that's that why I'm excited like, for it. Because it just looks like Fallout in space. And I was expecting more. I was expecting a lot more from Bethesda. They 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 played this game up to be this big groundbreaking thing and it seriously to me just looks like more Fallout but in space. And I have a problem with that. I take issue with that because I wanted something bigger, something different, something that's not following the same Bethesda formula or looks like the same Bethesda formula. But I'd argue that Skyrim was that. Like, for me, yeah, Skyrim was set in, you know, a medieval kind of thing. And, it, yeah, it had, like, the the voices and Dovahkin and, and just different lore. But it still felt very Bethesda RPG to me. And it just had a different skin to it, is how I saw it. Like, I don't but know. But I think that, like, I that like sort that of goes Bethesda back to games. what we were kind of talking about before in the sense that, yeah, those games were great for their time, but they don't hold up today. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like when Fallout 4 came out, those games were still very good for that time period. But now even Fallout 4 is very dated. And oh, yeah. I, I just, I think that they're not evolving quick enough with the rest of the industry the combat is probably going to be yeah. extremely clunky because of their systems. And uh, yeah. like, I would argue it's, it's going to take away a lot from the immersion of the game. Yeah. For, for the majority of people. Yes. A lot of the games haven't aged well, but there is a huge cult following with Bethesda RPGs. People are still playing arena. People are still playing Morrowind. They're still playing oblivion. <laughs> and like they're, like and I follow these communities and and I used to be one of those people. I played Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas, uh, Fallout One and Two. I've New never Vegas played. Was yeah, I know, but it's still basically the same thing. Like, like there is, it's still at heart a Bethesda RPG because it has the same creation engine and everything like that. And like, like I I I like the formula. Um, I yeah maybe they don't age well but they do have a market for them and people do buy them and that's going to continue happening. Yeah, until... I mean like <laughs> I'm not going to be an exception to that either. I'm going to get Starfield <laughs> when it comes out for sure, but I'm just I'm nervous for it. And with everything that I like, I'm skeptical and I criticize yeah. it heavily because I can't help but feel like we were not showed the the best version of this project. Right. I wasn't wowed. Right. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm still going to get it. I'm going to yeah. obviously play it until I develop my own opinion on the game and then decide if I think it's fun enough to continue playing. That's fair. I, I really because... like the ideas. I think it has great ideas. It yeah. just looks like the execution on those ideas was no different than a Fallout game, like Alex had said. 
I, I agree, and my main issue with this game is that it took them 12 years to develop this. You know? <laughs> like, they, this game has been in development for 12 years, and they realistically yeah, could have started point. making it. They could have made it after Fallout 4 came out, but they had been making it for even longer than that. And this is a studio of, like, 400 people that are making these Bethesda RPGs. So it's not by any means a big studio, but it's also not a small studio. So it's just kind of weird. It, it, I, I think it definitely demonstrates <laughs> that that there is a bit of issue with with maybe management or project timelines and whatnot, um, and and like that's what gets me disappointed. It's I think this is what's gonna befall uh, the game industry in this day and age is that you you promise a product and you know what you deliver is totally fine. But it's not fine if it took you twelve years to make that. Like, mm. like, like, look at Cyberpunk. Um, well, like, certain Starfield's been in production for twelve years. Yeah, it's been in development sure for twelve it years. Yeah, it is. They, they didn't announce it till like they didn't announce it till like six years ago. But it's been in development for twelve years. They have been. De- they've developing. They've been writing the lore and and whatever for twelve years. So. Okay. One that says like, at least six years, but six years, years probably for starting like full production since Fallout Four came out or something like that. But Bethesda games are like notorious for them. Like, like even look at Elder Scrolls Six that started probably before Starfield started, and we're still not going to get that for another like four years. So, and and that's not going to get into full production. I think they're. I think they only said that they're in pre-production for Elder Scrolls Six now. Yeah, so it's they, gonna be they like... came out with a roadmap for their next games, and they said that they're gonna start like proper production of Elder Scrolls Six after yeah. Starfield, and same goes for Fallout Five yeah. after Elder Scrolls. Fallout 6. Five is coming after Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah, so I feel we have like Fallout the... Five. It's called Starfield. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean we will probably get a Fallout, Fallout in between that with Obsidian. Like I know it's just rumors right now, or at least fan wishes but i think we're gonna get another obsidian fallout eventually really well fallout 5 is what the london one right i don't know if they've ever said what fallout 5 is going to be no what in terms london of what one? i know fallout 5 i don't know and literally plus, just been announced as a title yeah and, and plus like only fallout, recently because they oh gave it's an expansion to fallout 4 oh you're uh, not an expansion a mod you're, yeah, you're thinking of... There's also, like, Fallout Miami, and there's, like, a bunch of other ones. And they're really, really good mods, mind you, like some of these. Like, I played a bit of the Fallout Miami one, whatever that one was called. Maybe it was just Fallout Miami. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely want to get back into playing all those Fallout mods. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just part of Fallout that, like, it only takes place in America. I don't know if they're ever going to go outside of America because that's kind of, like, part of the of the uh, atmosphere is that it's got to be, like, American, post-American apocalypse. Uh, also, Canada. When did they take place in Canada? Uh, either Fallout 1 or Fallout 2. There was a segment in Canada. Uh, well, by that, in the Fallout universe, Canada was annexed. Parts of Canada was annexed by the U.S. So it's still technically U.S., but yeah, I see your point. Um, I, yeah, I think Fallout 1 and 2 took place on the West Coast in California. Um, and I think you could go as far as, like, Washington or something like that. But 
I know there's there's something different about Fallout. I think the East Coast is like its own country or something at the end. I don't know, but but it's mainly post-apocalyptic America. So I doubt they would ever go to Europe or Asia or anything like that, because another hallmark of Fallout and what I hope to see in Starfield is the is any reference or Easter egg to Fallout vaults because um, Fallout, the whole premise is that the American government was doing experiments and putting people in these vaults because they wanted to know how people would, re would react in certain conditions if they had to be in long-haul space travel. So in Starfield, I really hope that there's going to be some, like, I don't know... Um, there's going to be a, a, a mission where you where you find a vault on a planet or you find earth and it's maybe fallout um maybe it's like i think they said it's the year 2500 in starfield so i wonder if they're ever going to because earth is not in the game that's not one of the the, the places you can be or at least not for very long mars is but earth isn't and and you know it's theorized that the the relics you're looking for in the game from the trailer are earth artifacts and um so i wonder if they're ever going to make it oh yeah it's 300 years in the future of the last fallout game or if it's just going to have easter eggs and be like oh look there's a planet where they did do the fallout thing there with faults or you'll find a spaceship full of people who came from the planet where they studied off of the vaults or something like that yeah i think there's definitely going to be some easter egg that. with that 100%. i think you're right 100%. But it would be really it's gonna cool. Be a, it's going to be, be really... a colony of ghouls. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that's what I'm thinking. It would be really cool if they don't even have to, like, they can reuse assets from any of their Bethesda games, like, even as far back as, as like, as, like, Morrowind, and they can just, like, make these different planets and be like, oh, yeah, this one's a planet in the medieval ages that got populated by dragons. This one is... Um, ghouls that, that took over in like a zombie planet or something like that would be really i think that'd be really cool those would be really you cool think Easter they eggs. would get that meta with it 100 percent, dude it, it's it's an infinite possibility when you have a thousand planets i wouldn't be surprised if they know it's a one in one thousand <laughs> well sure but i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if they used a lot of their ideas that they've had before or even just gave devs free reign to any planet they wanted and was like hey in your free time or whatever spend some time and put put a put a settlement here or do whatever you want with this planet and make it cool but i guarantee you 80% of planets are going to be like gas giants or or destroyed planets or asteroids or what have you and <clears throat> only a very few amount you're going to be able to land on and even fewer of those you're going to actually find any kind of mission to do right so, i would be hard pressed and very disappointed if they didn't have references and easter eggs to their previous games it would or be it'd be silly not to or even just to pop culture in general i would love to run into what was that lawrence fishburne movie where he's on a space uh, ship and they're like they go through hell or whatever um what the was Matrix. that called no um <laughs> but i would love to run into derelict spaceships in space where there's like an outbreak of of like some ghouls or necromorphs or something and it would be a reference to the the 
Ishimura in Dead Space, or you right. could find you could find Ring a Ring World or something, and it would be a reference to those those books, or you could find um, a Dyson Sphere or something, or an ancient alien civilization, or I don't or know, a Halo, like, yeah, or a Halo ring. Like honestly, that would be so cool, especially since they're now owned by Microsoft. They can do a lot of that stuff, right? So. That's fair. Did anybody notice um, there wasn't a whole lot, from what I could tell, of blood or gore? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not didn't surprised. Like it. I thought well, it also, like, they didn't show us much of the combat either. No, and what they did the show us, it looked like the dude was just shooting the whatever that gun is called that Paladin Dance gives you. At, uh, oh yeah! Oh, dude, rifle. that repurposed yeah, that fucking laser rifle. yeah. It, laser that was rifle. that was kind of obvious that the especially the one just before the jetpack sequence looks like the and laser that's, rifle. And that and that's what I mean. Like when I'm like, it, I expected a lot more. It just seems like they reskinned some assets, and that yeah, I want mm-hmm. I which want is fresh. Which is why that's I had that. Fresh. Which is why I had that theory that maybe this does take place in the Fallout universe, like 500 years in the future. Because I still kind of think that they they put themselves in a corner with Fallout lore. Like, there's there's the Fallout Bible, and that outlines all the different settlements in um, post-apocalyptic America. And... Well, right, but they're not the creators of Fallout, though. They no, started not. at Fallout 3. But that's what I mean. The Fallout Bible was made by the original creators of Fallout. And they have been using things here and there, and then, like, changing a little bit of things here and there but i feel like by now they've exhausted a lot of the stories on east coast and they still need to do a lot with the west coast with caesar's legion and the and the ncr is it yeah I, I still think there's a lot to do over there um even though they've had what three four fallout games now take place on west coast um but either way i think bethesda is slowly moving away from fallout like i, I just that and that's why i kind of feel like um starfield is their spiritual successor and they're trying to make up for the bad reception they got with fallout 76 and fallout 4 with starfield i hope you're right and eventually they'll probably add a mod where you have vats in starfield and then it literally will just be fallout in space it will just be dumb i don't want fallout i want a brand new ip in this is only a brand new IP in idea, not in gameplay. Yeah. Yep. Well, I kind of felt that, that way. way about like you guys played Outer Worlds, right? With the Obsidian no. one. Yeah, that was I fantastic. Think. And uh I thought it was like a very good concept, but like they really didn't capitalize on a lot yeah. of what they had. Like I thought they could do better with the balancing of certain weapons cuz like I don't know if it's just the way I built my character, but eventually just like I don't need any other weapon than like two or three of them. They just kill everyone. And it there's no challenge to the game. And then like the story just goes like when I got to the part where I thought it was the end of the game, it was like, "Oh no. Um they're alive or like there's all this and it's not an it's not a it's not a mission to show you, "Oh, they're working on a sequel." It's literally the game keeps going and I was like, Oh, I'm kind of already done with this, and then I just stopped playing it. So, so you didn't I don't know. Actually, complete it. I did not. I think. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was. It was around the time where you get to the the planet with the really like rich people, 
um monarch yeah monarch where where one of your where the redhead follower that you have she ran away from her parents there and they think that she's dead or something like that and then and then there's a story mission you do where they find the scientist that saved you but then like like it 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 and then you you storm this one ship and you get to like the basement of the ship where you kill all the guards or whatever can't remember what happens there you and then i thought the game would be over there but then it's like oh i feel like there's another five ten hours of the game left and i'm like no i'm done like this game has gone on too long it's like go here do this oh and then go here do that but it's the same thing and like and then like the enemy types weren't very riveting and the the science weapons were very lame and lackluster i felt like unless you built your guy specifically to only use science weapons in which case they're op as fuck and yeah, then, you kind of had to do that. I know, but like, I was kind of, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of lame that they do unique weapons, but they're science weapons, and like they're useless unless you built your character to use those. It's just the same problem I had with Fallout Four, handing you followers and handing you um, uh, legendary weapons, and then like they would be worthless because there was no, there was no effort to get them. There was no unique power that they had really and i don't know it just made the game very boring when you didn't actually have to go out of your way to find that stuff fair enough um there was only one other game for me that really stood out apart from redfall of course but i think we touched on that a little bit in the yeah. beginning and i don't think we need any in-depth on it because we'd be going at it for another 40 minutes yeah um is that flintlock game flintlock flintlock Oh, that's oh, the yeah. one where you play okay, the lady with the fucking yeah. axe and like that big fucking. I literally pistol. thought my two thoughts when I saw that trailer was either this is a sequel to Greedfall, or it was a new Assassin's Creed, and I'm like, whoa, Assassin's Creed is really going different with this, and. <laughs> but also Assassin's Creed is Ubisoft. <laughs> I know, I know. But like to me it just it looked like Assassin's Creed. It was like because they've been going very RPG with Assassin's Creed and I was like, oh, this is finally where they've gotten to with it. But right. no. But no. I yeah, think that, this game it looks does look good. Awesome. I'm watching a trailer in the background right now, and it is pretty dope with that weird like fox creature thing that can help you move around and teleport and you got like that fucking big yeah. giant pistol and your fucking axe and shit this looks like it's going to be a cool game and yeah, all the magic I, abilities i think so too and it's a game pass game so i'm definitely going to play it i'm also well, at the very least yeah i'll be able to play it yeah and and i'm also looking forward to scorn um that game's been delayed since hell and back so it probably won't be all that great but at least it'll probably be a few hours of like oh, right, decent scorn. horror storytelling um I just like the the whole Geiger. It's this like Russian or German artist who like uh, he's the one that that designed the Xenomorph for for uh, Alien. HR HR Geiger. HR Geiger, I think. Yeah. And, or, and hold on, I don't want to butcher that. Give me a second. <laughs> it's Geiger is his last name, I think. Um, and it the aesthetic is just they followed his art style, and and it's like a horror game where you're just trying to like figure out what's happening to the world theories about the game are that it's like people got so combined with technology that like they just started becoming one in the same um or oh, vice that's right. versa it is hr geiger hr geiger yeah um yeah and hans then, and then uh 
the other thing is I'm looking forward actually to um, the Benedict Fox game. I think it was that kind of looks like Lovecraftian. Oh, um, very super Lovecraftian, like that yeah, side scroller. Yeah, yeah that, that side scroller one. And then uh, Ravenlock was the other one that caught my eye. It was like almost Alice in Wonderlandy, and it just kind of looks like a fun little, like roguelike. I don't know. And um, question: That Forza Motorsport game is that Forza Eight? Did they just drop the numbers in the in the games at this point? That could be. It, yeah, I mean, if it's a, if it's yeah, it would be a motorsport this year. So yeah, this would be eight. Yeah, okay. And then uh, High on Life was the uh, oh, right. Rick and Morty uh, game. Uh, I cannot wait for this game. I'm curious. It looks so cool. Okay, but I'm, I'm really wondering what this game is going to be, because I think it's literally just going to be like, you know that Matrix Unreal Engine thing that came out, and all it was was you could just drive around and like look at. Oh, the cool this graphics? isn't gonna be. This isn't gonna be a demo. This is an actual game. Is it like it just looked very demo-y to me? It just looked like nope. you were in an open world and you could just shoot things, and they all. Oh had, no, like, this funny is gonna be. Voices. I mean, like Trover Saves the Universe was also a uh, a full game, and that was also created by the same people. Oh really? Studios. I never, I never played it. Yeah, Never even it heard wasn't. Of it. Oh, it was originally. I think it was originally a VR game that also then bled its way into PC. Oh, okay. Um, it was fucking. It was cool looking. Not as cool looking as this though. This I think is probably one of my more anticipated games. And I was a little on the fence when the trailer started, and then by the time we got to the end of it, I was sold. Huh. Um. But I mean, like, I'm also a huge Rick and Morty fan, right? Like, Justin Roiland is a is a fucking genius in our time, uh, and I, I guess I guess those two voices are just going to be the only voices that are ever put in media, either the Rick Sanchez or the Morty. Um, but fuck it, I'll take it. But there's a whole bunch of other people in this game too. It's not just Justin Roiland, um, and. As it just looks trippy. Like this is a game I'm probably gonna get super fucking big to play every time I go to play it. Uh, yeah. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm interested in playing it for the humor. Um, but yeah, that that game I'm pretty skeptical on whether it's gonna be like a full kind of title. To me it looks like a game that's gonna be like five, ten hours of gameplay and then the game's done. I mean that might be it. But, I mean, it doesn't have to be a long game. If it's only going to be like a 10-hour thing, though, they shouldn't be a fucking $80 game, that's for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah, yeah that that I'm looking forward to. I almost forgot about that until you mentioned that. Yeah, and I mean, other than that, obviously, Ryan's really looking forward to Minecraft Legends. Ryan's a big yes, Minecraft fan. <laughs> He uh, would, absolutely. If he got I'm another, if he got another Minecraft shot at life, he is. totally would have started as a as a Minecraft YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, <laughs> if only I could go back. If only. Like, I'm surprised they're doing so much with Minecraft. Like, I would have thought Mojang would just, I don't know, try to do something else, but maybe they would focus on, like, kid-friendly games, but instead they're oh, really dude, milking this is Minecraft. Microsoft. 
really, really milking Minecraft. Oh this shit! Microsoft, dude. Yeah, I forgot about. There's a whole bunch more. I'm glad I clicked show more. Um, couple of other games, Cocoon. Oh, the which was like indie that game. weird, that weird little puzzle game where yeah, that looked fucking cool. And then also Araban Shadow Legacy, yeah, where you play like trailer. a like a fucking shadow ninja in like a machine world. It had oh, very yeah, uh, that one looks pretty uh fucking dope pretty decent totally forgot about that and then what else is there by the way anyone listening if you ever want to catch up on any of these game showcases and trailers there's e3recap.com that will uh show you all the trailers on on just one page and you can just click and and watch and they are a fan of the show yeah fan of the show fan of the show and then what else was there was woe long where it looked like a, you played like a like a Chinese warrior. That looked fucking cool. Is Wolong not the one that is being developed by like a Chinese studio? And they're basically like China is funding a lot of video game studios in the country to make Chinese centered mythology games. So there's like a there's going to be like a huge influx of all these like um, mythology type games. And I thought we already saw a trailer for it like way back ago. But maybe this is a completely different game. I think you're thinking of the. Uh... Oh God. Is it like the, the other one King? where you? No, that's the other one you're thinking of. The Monkey King. Wu Long's a different one entirely. Oh, okay. Uh, Wu okay. Wu Kong is the Monkey King. Oh, okay. That's probably why I'm mixing it up. Because they're very similar names. Very similar names. Yeah. Uh, and then Hollow Knight Silk Song was also showed off. And I, I never know played any of uh, the Hollow Knight games. I'm not very good at those. Um... Metroidvanias. Uh, yeah, like like even even just any like side scroller platformer game, I'm just really bad at. Like, what's the last one I tried playing? Super Meat Boy, probably, and I was just really really bad at that. <laughs> well, I mean, Super Meat Boy was designed to be extremely difficult. That was a lot of like, and, timing slip and, and slide. Yeah. Whereas Hollow Knight's more side scrolling action, uh, combat Metroidvania. And everybody's been been waiting for this Silk Song, and I've played a bit of the first one. Um, I really want to go back and actually do some more in it because I didn't really put the full the full try in. Um, but what I have played was pretty fucking awesome for this this style of game. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, another game I thought looked interesting was this Lightyear Frontier game. It's like you crash land on a planet and you're in a mech, but it's like a farming simulator game. Oh, right. I'm normally not huge on like simulator games, but this one actually looks interesting because there's a lot of like dungeon exploring and whatnot. And you actually have like weapons as well. Oh, dude. Good call. I totally forgot about this one. It kind of looks like just like a a neat little little game to play. Almost like a Hmm. Stardew Valley valley type um like relaxing meets, thing but meets mech, meets mech warrior or mech assault <laughs> or whatever and i just i like the graphics like it just looks like a neat game and then i and then like i was like oh i'm already interested and then they showed in the trailer that like night falls and then you can explore the planet and then there's like dead like giant skeletons and like dungeons that look really ominous with their like purple glow oh and, yeah 
and it looks it's co-op too, four player co-op. And there's like oh, a no dragon way. there's like a dragon flying in the sky at the end. That's that's really cool. I don't remember that part, but um, uh, yeah. That I forgot about that game. That looks awesome. And then I'm really I really, really was like, what is the point of this game? Like Pentiment? I don't know if you guys remember that game, the trailer. Yeah, that's the that's like the the, the kind of like paper yeah, story. It's, it's literally just a dialogue RPG, but it's by Obsidian. So I was like, is this game maybe worth checking out? Um, because it's Obsidian, really not my style. I know, me neither. But like Obsidian's RPGs are usually really good. But this is a non-combat, like dialogue, text adventure um, thing. So I'm kind of curious to maybe try it out. I'll probably give it five minutes when it comes out on Games Pass. But I'm just interested <laughs> that, that this is an Obsidian game. Because this is very, very, like, indie feeling. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it could have the potential to be a fantastic game once one learns all the mechanics, right? And, yeah. like, as a game from Obsidian Studios, you can only imagine that it's going to be no less than stellar. But for that style of gameplay, and I don't know if that's my style. So I feel like this game yeah. will probably be fantastic. Um for those who enjoy that art style. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, speaking of art styles that I'm not all for is that As Dusk Falls game. The one where oh, it's yeah, no. like, like episodic, like choose your decisions, but it's like not even like 30 FPS because it's just moving like paintings. And I was like, ah, that's going to bug me. Just like, I don't know. I would... Yeah, that's again, that's not my thing. That's, yeah. Uh... But, I'm all for story-driven games, like things like like Heavy Rain or Detroit Become Human. I'm okay with that kind of stuff because there's an inter there's a certain level of interaction. But when it's yeah. just like choices and vignettes, I'm I'm okay. Thanks. You you yeah. you guys can play that. I'm, and I and yeah. I don't blame Microsoft because that was their whole thing, right? They wanted it to get to the point where every month or something's releasing, and it might not tickle your fancy, but at least they like hit every demographic with their games, you know? Right. And so, that is the plan for the next twelve months. We are getting all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a a good twelve months. I really hope Starfield comes out sooner rather than later, though. That's fair. But I think we're going to get Redfall first. Yeah, I kind of get that vibe as well. I think Redfall is way more finished than Starfield is. Even though Starfield, they've said that they're literally just putting finishing touches on it. So I, I don't know what to make of like that. They need to put more than some finishing touches on it. I don't know. I, I, I think it looks pretty complete. Like, what, what exactly at Starfield, like, just how barren it is barren but like i don't know it feels like it's fuzzy like the graphics aren't where they should be for oh, a the, next gen title the streams they were doing weren't even 4k they were like 720 or 1080p i watched a 4k video 60 fps and it looked much better <laughs> well i'll have to check it out then maybe that'll change my mind because like, like i said it just it looked old it looked aged it yeah. didn't look like anything new. Yeah, I think that was the I think that was the fact that it was um not seven twenty or it was seven twenty and not like four K H D. 
Mm. Yeah, but I I kind of agree. Like when you guys make the point that like these games don't really do anything new and like they age really poorly, I might agree because I feel like ten years ago, yeah, I played Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas for like hours on end. But today, I could not go back to those games, probably. I can't even go back to Fallout 4. And so, yeah, like, I hope Starfield has enough to 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 get me playing it while it's out. But I kind of agree that maybe in, like, a year or two, Starfield is old news. And that's not going to bode well for, for Bethesda if they take 12 years to develop a game, 6 to 12 years, and then their game is old news in two years. That's right. going to end their studio pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Is what it is. But uh, a lot of great stuff coming our way in the next 12 months between Summer Game Fest and Microsoft and Bethesda. Um, we are at the two-hour, five-minute mark. Yeah, so we... we can either carry on with something else or we can call it here uh, and move uh, move to strike next week yeah i I think we could probably call it here i know you've got some studying you'd like to get done yep i agree i think it would just take us too long to get through any new topics at this point too Mm. fair enough well you heard it here folks ryan and ollie are giving up (laughs) 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 that's right (laughs) no i got i got stuff i need to get done today as well so i uh, i definitely feel that all right, well, that's it for the show this week. Shout outs. One quick shout out to uh, Joey. What? That's my shout out. Oh. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I thought you were stopping me like, a, like I'm doing this in the incorrect order. I was like, did I fuck no. up? Did I nope. do it again? <laughs> no, nope, I'm just trying to get my shout out in. <laughs> shout outs to Joey over at Blind Knowledge. He is our promoter, and we are part of the Blind Knowledge Network. Um, and, you know, there's plenty of other podcasts on that network, uh, to name a couple. The Cult Companion podcast, where they talk about all kinds of cult films. Uh, go check those folks out. they pretty awesome. And, of course, my homeboy, Adam, over at Tales from the Animal Kingdom. Um, I think he's been... Recently, he was on the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast. Not a Blind Knowledge affiliate, um, but a pretty cool podcast nonetheless. They like to talk about... Uh, like cryptids and UFOs and strange happenings, and they got a they, they got a lot of really good production value. I will give it to them; they are pretty pretty awesome folks. Uh, and you catch him on one of their latest episodes talking about the black dogs of London, or that that originated, I guess, in uh, in the UK. Um, they're like spectral beings Ooh. of some some kind, yeah. And I guess Adam, being from the UK, had some insight uh, to bring to that. Uh, so go go I'm ahead and check gonna, that yeah, out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. That sounds interesting. Infinite, Infinite Rabbit Hole, those guys are yeah. pretty sweet. And one of them, Kinzar, I think her name is, is from BC. She's Canadian. And the other two are from the States. Three. Right. Other three are from the States. Um, very well put together. Like, I can't uh, I can't shut them out enough. They, uh, they've actually got a pretty solid show. In fact, they are far more professional than we are. That's not saying much. Like everybody's far. Wow, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair point. Fair point. 
Also, check out the folks over at Nerd Talk Plus. They're like us, but American and not as handsome. Hmm. <laughs> Ollie, people want to find you on the internet. Where do they find you? On Instagram at Oliver.hruiz or anywhere you can find Snurfin'. Oh, changing it up, are we? I am, yeah. I, I could I, use a little... Because it's too much weight on Ryan's shoulders if it's week in, week out. <laughs> like, all those That's fans right. swarming to him, yeah, he needs a break. Yeah, I can't handle it all the time. No. <sighs> I suppose <laughs> I will I suppose I will shoulder this burden for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, if people want to find you on the internet, where do they find you? I'm on Twitch and Instagram at Synthetic7S. You guys can find me Sundays to Wednesdays live streaming at random points throughout the day. Um, do we have, I, I noticed last time we forgot this as well, but uh, do we have a quick shout out from uh, Swift Lifestyle still? Oh, right. I mean, I guess we are affiliated with them. We just haven't really done anything with it. Um <laughs> So I, that's why I kind of left it out last week until we get a little more. Okay. Yeah. No. Fair um, enough. I just I just wasn't sure if it was like forgotten or no. If there but was since a for it or not. since we're kind of in the middle of a reset after leaving uh, Rat House, yeah. Um, our I don't know if our listener base is up where where it used to be. Um, so if you're if you're still here, folks, and you're still you're still listening, and you figured it out that you had to. <laughs> find us again thank you for coming back uh but i mean since you mentioned it yeah no swift lifestyles is a uh a gaming supplement energy drink um you may have seen other similar products from other product names that i'm not naming because i don't get paid from them but you could check out swift lifestyles they've got a variety of flavors um and we are affiliated with them and make 10% off of every purchase. So if you'd like to help us out some, definitely go over there and grab yourself some flavors. They got shakers, they got merch, they got all kinds of cool stuff. SwiftLifestyles.com. Use product code NerdyNomNoms, and that will let them know we sent you. And I'm quite certain you get some sort of discount with that. Um, but either way, it'll help us out. It'll help uh, fund our channel here. Um, and help us get upgraded stuff and do all kinds of fun stuff. Not sure what yet, but we'll figure it out when we get the money. We might, you know, we might just blow it all on hookers and blow. We don't know yet. <laughs> that is the nerdy Nomicron way. That is the nerdy shit <laughs> is now apparently. <laughs> uh, I am also on the internet. If you would like to find me, don't know why you would. On Twitter and Instagram. Twitter is at the real Snurfin. Instagram's just at Snurfin. Uh, and then you can find the podcast at Nerdy Nomicron on both Twitter and Instagram. Slap that sub, follow whatever that button is, um, and get us get us some numbers. That is your mission, people who are listening. That is your mission now. We are bestowing upon you a grand mission. Um not much reward in it for you, but very much reward in it for us. So that's, you know, that's kind of how that is. So do uh, help us out, please. So yeah. <laughs> I assure you folks, I'm not as conceited as I sound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with that being said, that 
is the end of this episode. And until next week, do enjoy that outro music. And uh, yeah, peace. Thanks for listening. Peace.